Hey loves, like you, I desire an abundant life and its lifestyle and to continue to show up as my best version of self, where we win in life to reclaim, rediscover, redesign an authentic and genuine self. And yes, this is intimacy on a whole new level. Welcome. Join us at claritywithsue.com. Again, that's claritywithsue.com. Well, we have juicy conversations all the time, but this one just happens to be a little more spicy. Hey, welcome, you guys. Sue Lundquist here. It's Clarity with Sue, the original gratitude uh, cafe. It's, you know, it's the same message, same love, same uh, kind of context of just new perspective, new thoughts, new ideas, new you. It's loving you into 2.0. And that's why I'm here, because this is my passion, what I want to do, and to be of service to not only myself, but you and the guests that I have on today, <clears throat> or today or any other day. Betty, sorry, I think I just swallowed something that a bug or, <clears throat> pardon me, <laughs> radio world, YouTube world, sorry about that. I don't know what was happening. Let me ask you guys, does aliveness feel good to you? Does aliveness and juiciness and that that drive in life sound good to you? I know it does for me and that abundance. And uh, you've heard me use the language. It's, it's abundance and intimacy on a whole new level. And when I say that, intimacy on a whole new level brings in awareness, brings in mindfulness, brings in a massive emotional intelligence and that self-love and self-care for yourself. Because if you don't know yourself, and can't regulate and, and do all that stuff within yourself, that intimacy on a whole new level or that even sacred sexuality, which is gonna be our conversation today and with our guest, Suzanne, we're gonna dive into the definition and we're gonna talk about the real life versus the taboos. We're gonna talk about how you can be and feel more alive in your body. So if you feel disconnected, not only emotionally, physically, sexually, all of that, you need to tune in because it's going to be a really good conversation. I want to remind all of you, if you do not or could not uh, see the live show today, uh, which we're simultaneously not only on YouTube internationally, so you can go to YouTube and just type in 11.50 a.m. and watch us. And then uh, you can also get a copy of the recording, which is at claritywithsue.com. Just sign up for the, the newsletter. And Benny made fun of my newsletter because it's called Love Bumps. I did not make fun. You sure you didn't make fun? No. It's just a really uh -huh. good play on words that I'm having fun uh -huh. with. There's a whole difference. I like this. So I can segue into Love Bumps <laughs> with our guest today, too. It's my newsletter, so I call it Love Bumps. Because it's, I heard Benny's reference. I'm not sure whether it was fun with or fun of. I'm See, thank you. Thank you. She's got my back. <laughs> yeah, I think it's both. But, and you know what? I'm so okay with it. I'm so good. I'm so good. Okay, so I reminded you about the 
Uh, newsletter reminding all of you, oh, we are going to be doing some live uh, education and teaching. So make sure you guys have and are signed up for the newsletter and you just go to Sue or no, claritywithsue.com. That's the old one. Claritywithsue.com. Sign up for the newsletter so you stay in the now. Uh, I'm doing a lot more work on Instagram. So if you want to see me on social media, please go over there. And without further ado, we are going to jump into sacred sexuality and what that means, defining it, how that can show up in your life and what's not showing up in your life. So you can look at that contrast and say, hmm, is that what I really want or what I don't want? So with that, I'm going to introduce you to Suzanne. She is a sacred sexuality teacher and accredited sex, love and relationship coach. She helps people awaken their sexuality, spirituality, and aliveness. Mm, juicy. Her work helps people to have deeper connections with themselves, their sexuality, spirituality, and relationships. Suzanne became a sacred sexuality teacher and coach after finding her, herself a mom of two and was disconnected from her sexuality and aliveness. Now, welcome. Hi. Be here. Yay. Okay, I can do the formal bio, which is totally fine and okay, but let's get to know you. My audience wants to get to know your energy and hear your why. Obviously, I, I alluded to it very briefly, and I get it. I've raised three daughters. I know exactly where you are. I'm with you. So we've got a lot of um, empty nesters, and we have new parents, and we have uh, singles, so I think this is a really, and, and we've got an international presence. So I've got people in Canada and Australia and Italy listening to this conversation. So welcome, Suzanne. Thank you. And happy solstice, everybody, whether it's the summer solstice or the winter solstice, it's a perfect day to be talking about this kind of aliveness. We're sort of at the height of the sun in the Northern hemisphere. And really it's a perfect tantric moment to speak about this because this kind of expression or in investigation of sexuality encompasses the brightest bright by recognizing right the darkest shadows i mean that's why sexuality is such a loaded topic that oh. that potential is there so it's a perfect day i'm so excited to be yay that loaded day. conversation yes. aren't we yes. it is and yes. it's you know what i want to i want to preface as an audience we're gonna i'm gonna ask suzanne this question and uh, we're gonna make this very clear everything that we're talking about is we're all adults here we're going to have this mindful awareness, educational conversation. Um, if you do not want to have your children hear some of the words that we're going to use, we're using all of these words in, in an educational process. So just know that for sure. But if you don't, just listen to the show in your privacy. But where I was going with all of this is Suzanne and the conversation and the taboo. You know, we've got that contrast of and I, and I hate using these in the same context, but we've got the porn and we got sacred sexuality, but people get them confused so much. I just, I don't even like putting them both in the same conversation. However, it's the well, media. We right. We have to talk about the breadth of what's in our world sexually. We have to talk about all of it because anything that gets pushed into the shadow is just going to push its way back in. It'll show up and it'll show up in our most intimate moments, right? And so- that's why we have to talk about it. And that's where I came from to your early, earlier question is I had kids, I had that busy life, the overwhelm, the busyness, and I just knew something was missing. And any life transition, any major life transition resets our relationship to this core life force energy, which is our sexuality. And so 
after kids, many couples experience that drift in intimacy, that disconnection. Many people who've birthed babies or adopted babies experience this tremendous change in their life priorities. And so all these changes are happening, right? And as we go through life, whether it's puberty, whether it's moving out on our own, whether it's the menopausal shift, empty nest, birth, every single time we need to reform our relationship to sexuality. And so many people are having, especially now, their initial education to sexuality be the material that's online, the material oh, yeah. that's porn. And so it's creating, it's rippling out in a number of really concerning ways, neurologically, right? Physiologically. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I get calls every week, messages every week about people who are experiencing really like sexual dysfunction because of this expression of porn in their lives. And that was not my personal experience, but I felt I also needed to completely investigate and rewire my connection to sexuality. My, for me, it was just flatline. It was like, this, this is gone. It has, it, there's no place in my life for this. I felt like I'm probably never going to have sex again. Uh-huh. So to go from that to like, you know, it's my everyday work to talk about this and to bring yes, this and I love it. I love it. The perfect example of what can happen when we just open the door, crack the door to what's what's greater than ourselves in this, right? Because mm-hmm. obviously we all know sex is can be used to create life in the form of a child, of a new person on this planet. Uh, and many people are aware that there's some connection to creativity and sexual energy or you know, that creative essence, but a lot of us, none of us that I really know of were taught how to cultivate that consciously, how to use that as this rocket fuel for transformation. Mm. Cultivate curiosity, liberation, mm-hmm. oh, and the liberating of the energy comes from all of, all of the baby making energies and, um, Let's talk about that. You had said core, I wrote it down, core life force energy. Let's break that down just in case people want to have a little bit more understanding of what you're talking about. I mean, I get it, I, but I also want to advocate and break it all down for everybody so they understand where that's all coming from. Right. So, you know, often we think about uh, our turn on as something that's sort of something that needs action right away, right? I feel turned on. I feel attracted to somebody or I feel attraction in general. What am I going to do with this, right? Am I going to pursue the object of my desire? Am I going to flirt? Am I going to, right? Or am I going to uh, create a baby? Like this is this, these, these raw impulses in our body that are mostly in shadow in our society, right? If I look at a good looking person or I have sexual thoughts or just desire in general, um, or like that desire for a baby, which is the same life force energy, or that desire to create something of our lives. It's all the same, exactly, all exactly the same. And so uh, people think like, oh God, like horniness, for instance, what am I going to do about it? And so that- (laughs) Yeah, it's passion, bring it, baby, bring it. Yes, it's energy. That desire to fall deeply in love (sighs) or to be completely infatuated to the point of obsession with our, the object of our love. All these things are this incredible life force that, Often we're like, oh, oh, now what do I do? And so that's thought of as in the Taoist tradition as this jing, this raw energy. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is, and I know you talk a lot about this, is living from that heart space or living from that place of consciousness, these places we desire 
to live from that feel a little higher, a little elevated. And we end up being like, well, that stuff, mm, I don't know what to do with that. Or that's maybe a little dirty, or maybe that's not so great. And I kind of just push it down. Or you might notice even when pleasure arises in your system, we tend to kind of want to push it down. Most of us have more tolerance for discomfort than we do for pleasure. If you test yourself, like I can oh. do the hard thing, I can suck it up and soldier through. Oh, hold on. We got to put a pin in that, Suzanne. Wait right? a minute, because right. I have so many conversations, not only with other people that I speak to, just in general conversation, and they're shoving down the passion because of insecurity or doubts or shames or past experience, again, past right. stuff, right? The media. Right. Can we unpack that and have that conversation? And, and you know, it, it's there's been this whole theme over this last year of just a big fat permission slip. Yes. You have the permission, get curious, get excited. And, and first it starts with you, with you loving yourself, exploring yourself, figuring out what works and what doesn't work. And it, it's not a right or a wrong. Right. That's right. And in fact, it starts, my argument would be with it starts with your own body because this is our vessel right? This is the thing we walk through the world with. And so can I just invite the littlest bit of pleasure? I'm not even talking about sexual pleasure, just slowing down and feeling. Sometimes for me, it's that warm washcloth on my face at the end of the day, right? Uh, Or that first sip of your favorite coffee or whatever it is, like we rush through these moments of pleasure. And the more we cultivate them, the more our body and our nervous system recognizes these things as safe, as acceptable, as good, as things we can have more of. For the most part, we have to actually train ourselves to do that. I have clients that set their uh, watch to go off randomly during the day and just create a moment of pleasure in that moment. I love that. I talk about that as well. Three, 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 two, 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 one, 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 you know, make it get silly about it, you know? And then just take that moment and just actually give ourselves pleasure. Everyone tells us, well, you need to love yourself. You need to love yourself. But how? right? How? Well, this is a way how actually to create pleasure. Pleasure nourishes the nervous system. So we have a more nourished place. We have more to offer. We know that. But the question of how do we literally do it is is an incredibly uninvestigated question. Well, and yes, I totally agree with you, Suzanne. And it is the simplest of things too. It's setting the clock, taking two minutes, three minutes to breathe in and out through your heart or finding that deep appreciation for that cup of coffee or that warm washcloth. You know, we get so busy in life and we take for granted the things that really do bring us joy. We forget. And that's okay. I do too. I'm not, there's no, there's nothing accusatory here. It's just, oh, that does bring me joy. Hang on a minute. Let me lean into that feel that and then build on that, right? Because you're creating neural pathways and all that. Please go ahead, Suzanne. We would do the same with our, with our sexual practice. We would create oh. sexual practice that actually slowed us way down. I would argue that a lot of people who are having these quick, fast, rush through them experiences of self-pleasure or even pleasure with a partner or going, going to porn, that there's actually not that much pleasure in it. And, and often people feel depleted and kind of crappy. They think it's pleasure, right? Until they put a new pair of glasses on. That's right. And so the (laughs) idea would be to completely reframe our experience of our own body. And really one of the first things I teach, especially women is what is really your body's yes. And, and that usually Mm. comes with starting with what is the no, 
So really learning at a deep way, like, is this really a yes for me? And oftentimes we have to say no to a lot of things first, because in our culture, we are so conditioned. Okay, right. hang on. You said usually we have to say no before we say yes. So I, I'm the contrast. I'm a yes until I'm a no. Right. But if you think about your body, okay, right, that permission to touch you, got you. Okay. Or to be touched. It's not like, well, you can do anything to me until I stop you. It's actually, oh, hurt. gotcha. Okay. It's actually, I mean, I'm making it very literal for it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, actually, it's like, what would be delicious to receive? What would Ooh. I love? And first I have to know like, oh, but actually, you know, um, one example I hear a lot from my uh, women clients is like sometimes uh, that loving like slap on the ass in the kitchen from their partner is like really actually not feel great. It's like, oh, that kind of startled me. I was busy taking care of the kids. Maybe that was meant as like a loving, playful thing, but they're like, whoa, actually that jolted my nervous system. That wasn't really pleasurable for me. Isn't and there like, a read the room kind of communication <laughs> possibly but actually maybe not right maybe okay. we have articulated that maybe we've been like oh it's no big deal you know it's cute or it's funny or maybe it's mildly annoying but it's not actually like oh but what would really feel loving is if you came up and like slid your arms around my waist while I was making the scrambled eggs and that would feel luscious but first I have to be like but actually to me and maybe I don't even say this out loud to my partner maybe to me it's like oh actually that kind of jolted my nervous system and um I don't actually love that. And just naming and being willing to admit it to ourselves that there are no's in our system. Gotcha. And if you do like it, that's okay too. Just know there's that look at the contrast of the nervous system and yeah. Exactly. And and right, that is not to not there's nothing about what the the what we're talking about here. It's just an example, right? Because every flavor of every taste of what's pleasurable for people and what people often find is like oh, once I know what I don't like, there's room to explore what I do like. And that can be anything. And right there. Yes, that's that. That's that. It's not just a yes, it's a heck yes, right? Mm-hmm. It's a total full on yes that we can get to. That liberation of energy and emotions too. Yeah. And like I alluded to at the beginning of the hour, at the top of the hour, it takes a mass amount of mindfulness, awareness, and emotional intelligence to have these styles of relationships again if you want that if you if you desire that type of intimacy intimacy on a whole new level and that that can be sexuality energetic spirituality all of that Suzanne's your girl and having that conversation right that's right because it does start with ourselves with having that deep intimacy with ourselves giving ourselves permission to have all the feels whether and that's another great thing about these tantric and Taoist practices, these practices that take us to these primal places is all the feels are okay. You know, that I can move a lot. One of the main practices I give is one that lets us do 30 seconds in every of five or six emotional states. And we then learn how to create joy in our systems to create that pleasure, that happiness. But by first naming, like I can be furious. I can be, uh, filled with grief i can be all of it because the you know the goddess has many faces the the mm-hmm. god has many faces the divine has an infinite faces and so if i can let myself have this full range of expression in an appropriate way in a safe way in a way that's again that, that's the safety right and having right. the partnership right. Yeah. right and that may be i this is work i recommend people do on their own this is not about even asking someone else to hold you through it it's learning to hold yourself through it so that then mm-hmm. when you show up I, I'm not in this place of, I don't need my partner to 
create pleasure. I know how to do it for myself. I don't need my partner to make me emotional, emotionally safe. I know how to do it myself. I don't even need my partner to give me this connection with other because ideally I've connected not only with myself, but in many cases with something greater, with the divine. Mm. And I'm offering this wholeness. And with that, then we create together something way, way bigger. Way, right there. way bigger. Bingo, Suzanne. Thank you for that because you know, well, I'm sorry. I, I have that awareness and I'm sure you have that awareness of when you are in a, an entanglement and engagement. And I say, whether it's intimacy of emotional conversation, intimacy on sexual conversation, or the actual act of engaging sexual connection, all of that touching, you can tell when that person is disengaged. Right. And you can certainly tell when they are fully engaged. Right. And it, it is a huge difference. I'm going with the engaged, fully engaged. Right. And in order to do that, we have to ourselves learn how to be fully engaged. Yes. Bringing our full truth to ourselves, to our partners, bringing our, you know, whether that's sometimes people, you'll find very often people get into that really deep emotional connection, romantic sexual relationship. And all of a sudden they say like, that's often when people come to me, it's like, wait, I didn't know I had all this stuff that's coming up with this partner you were finally safe enough to bring it to the table okay let's talk about that because i've had conversations and this is where the vulnerability and the fear and everything comes in um well why am i crying why am i so angry and i'm in, in such a pleasurable moment and it doesn't have to be sexual penetration it could just be this space where my god i finally have a space where i can be me right I know that that's important to me to provide that for my partner and say, no, let's have that communication. Okay, Susanna. That's, right. that's that profound surrender. There oh. has to be safety to have that. There has to be a strong enough container of safety that I can then surrender into it. And that is when we do have these incredible, and many people have experienced with their partner, this release of tears, or oh. if someone is willing, this release of rage, this this healing of trauma can happen when we know how to create a conscious space, which is so much of what we can do with this work, the work that I do, which is this gentle, we're never going to go like barreling towards a trauma. But one of the biggest things people relate to me is that that's gone from my system. That's not the first thing that crops up every time someone touches me anymore. Or when I, every time. Oh, I think that's, be- that's huge. I got complete tingles because people, I just, I want to, I want to just pause in that moment be, because there's so many men and women that I've spoken to, uh, men with ED, women that um, didn't have the arousal ability or the energy or even um, the, the medical terms I'm trying to think of. Um, right. There's so many, right? The women who are pre-orgasmic, women who have all kinds of anything oh, and, or yeah. And also society around that. And, and having the conversation with men with ED or any kind of ED issues and providing a safe space, what, whatever that partnership is, and say, you know what, there's soft erections, there's hard erections, there are different orgasms, there's body orgasms, there's heart orgasms with hello, the best, the body orgasms. And this isn't the typical media conversation, you guys. And if, if you're going, Ooh, what, wait, what's that? You need to, you need to get a hold of Suzanne. Yeah, go to Suzanne. But it's amazing, right? And it can be cultivated and created. Oh. And so people can feel like they were completely, had no access to anything that was sincere, authentic desire to having 
all kinds of orgasmic experiences through the heart, right? Through the whole body, uh, breast orgasms, right? All kinds of uh, men having non-ejaculatory orgasms. Yes. All and that's of- really important because society says, and men say, nope, we got to have that, right? And it's not, it is not. There's so much more intimacy on a whole new level, right? Absolutely. It's so amazing. And it takes, it does take consciously setting aside and sometimes clearing our past conditioning and our social conditioning of who we are supposed to be in our gender roles, who we are supposed to be in our bodies, clearing past negative experiences, but also just the education that this is available to us, really knowing what our bodies are capable of and reaching sort of for the stars in terms of absolutely, uh, you know, asking for this sacred energy again returning to this idea of this life force energy being dedicated to something greater than me and calling that in with your sexual experiences Mm. oh it's just a game changer for people and it does not just in the bedroom where they feel the change oh how you are in your sexuality is how you are in your life life crazy things like people having you know multiplying their income because this abundance comes in i mean literally multiples of their income so, you know, that's actually a pretty common thing or massive uh, upticks, people writing books, people writing operas. I mean, these are just a, people uh, getting major grants for their artistic work it happens all the time in this work with me. It's, it's almost laughable how much when we tap of into- Of course, you're yeah. going to have more abundance. Oh, gee, darn. Right. <laughs> Having that baby you wanted, calling in that relationship you wanted. Why? Yes. It starts with this life force. And if we're squeezed off, at the base of the system where everything flows in, then it's, it's just that it's the, it's the trickle instead of this gush of. Okay. Yes. And, and there's gushes of gushes and there's gushes of energy. We can have that conversation conversation too. Oh, but it's so important though, too, because it's not about the orgasm, the ejaculatory, whether it's female or male, it's, it's so much more, you guys, it's so much more. Okay. We have got to take a quick commercial radio break. In the meantime, we're going to go noodle and talk and get luscious on YouTube and have a little bit more conversation uh, with Suzanne. Sue here with Clarity with Sue. If you want to get a copy of this show, get more information about Suzanne, sign up for the newsletter, go to Clarity with Sue and get your love bumps delivered right to your inbox. Ooh, there's a connotation in all that. (laughs) All right, Benny. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back, you guys. Hey there, everyone. Sue here with Clarity with Sue. You also know me as the host and creator of the Gratitude Cafe. Please sign up for the newsletter so we can stay in touch. All you got to do is go to claritywithsue.com sign up for the newsletter and I am creating vitality, abundance, and resilience. I want you to win in life and to reclaim, rediscover, redesign the authentic and genuine you. If that sounds juicy and yummy, come over, let's have a conversation, sign up for the newsletter and or the coaching program and the C2C live online program. Again, that's Clarity with Sue. I'm okay. You're not okay. It's normal to have diarrhea and stomach pains. Sometimes, but not as often as you do. I've got this under control. No, you don't. 
It's time to let that voice inside your head be heard. Urgent diarrhea and chronic stomach pain can be signs of Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation can help you learn more and even find a specialist. Don't keep your symptoms to yourself. Get help at SpillYourGuts.org. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 a.m. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Hey loves, this is Sue with the Gratitude Cafe and my website Clarity with Sue. Creating vitality, abundance, resilience. It's clear mindset. Clarity is your fuel and your gas pedal for all that you desire. Win at life and reclaim, rediscover, redesign the authentic and genuine you. Come get some freebies at claritywithsue.com. That is claritywithsue.com. Alternative Talk 1150. It's good for what ails you. This statement has not been evaluated by the FDA. Benny. All right. I love it. All right. Hey, if you missed the YouTube conversation, we were in the shower, we were having massages. We and it only took three minutes. Three <laughs> minutes. Showers. Best three <laughs> minutes of my life. It's a lot longer than that. That's yeah. right. Best three minutes of my life, though. That's what it is. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> the best conversation. I know. It's the end game, but it's a joke. Okay, Suzanne. We were talking, um, audience, welcome back, by the way, Sue here. And if you want to get a copy of the show, please go to claritywithsue.com and get the newsletter. All of Suzanne's information, bio, links, everything's going to be there. So if you're driving, don't worry about it. You know how, where to find me. You'll be able to find her. If you want to get a copy of the show, sign up for the newsletter. Love bumps in your inbox. I think I just want to say that now. <laughs> Intimacy on a whole new level. Whole new level. That's right. Inbox intimacy. Yes. <laughs> oh, that was that was so good. I'm I'm just gonna have to catch that. I know Benny's like, oh, very catchy. Okay, so back to this topic of conversation about education around sacred sexuality. We and and at the top of the hour, we really were talking about all that and the taboos and. And the contrast between uh, sacred sexuality, the, the energies and the liberation of energies that can bring so much abundance. Your clients, you have talked about that over and over. You see that. And of course you do, because there's a liberation of energy that happens. Now, during the break on YouTube, we talked about some really beautiful practices and, and getting to know your body in the shower, really taking time in the shower. You could do a breast massage after really getting to know your body. This is all what Suzanne was recommending. So I'm going to let you continue up. Yeah. I, the one way I love to think about it is to think about, it's a beautiful Taoist teaching, right? So these are the teachings that have their roots in the same place as acupuncture and traditional Chinese medicine, that the breasts on the woman are the positive pole. They're the part of our sexual organs that stick out of our body, right? 
Whereas for the man, it's the genitals that come out of the body. And so massaging in a circular way, typically uh, the breasts or the testicles after the shower creates this connection to our, our essentially our magnetism. And you can take a moment and just set an intention of who you want to be. Take that moment and look in the mirror, offer yourself some love, and then do this massage. I'm not even 90 seconds, even a minute, but just to connect to your body with love and to your life force energy with love that we are alive because of these electrical currents, because we are here as human beings in this form, it, that alone can be an incredibly transformational practice it's the nail on the head, Suzanne. It is so vitally important. And I speak from my own experience and also talking to hundreds of people about getting to know your own body. Get curious. I mean, everything, ins, outs, touches, not touches, everything, right? And it's not, you know, and I I love the book, Slow Sex, and there's a bunch of other educational platforms, not only yourself, but whether it's Tantra, We just had a question. Can I ask you a question? And this is um, from a person who has been paralyzed Mm -hmm. from the waist down from a young age, still has had intimacies, was married, all of this. What can we or how can we have a conversation for those that are in, in a situation like that, that they are paralyzed, whether they can use a pump or not, or they can still get an erection or women in that, how can we talk to them and educate them about that Tantra energy and that flow? Because the conversation um, from the partner, like if it was a man and a female, my understanding is from what they said is, yes, I am turned on. I just don't have the erection. Yet my partner feels that there is a lack, like she's not doing anything right. And I'm like, no, no, you can do this energy. Can we have that conversation? Because it's whether you're paralyzed or not, but I think that's a really important conversation. This is a great way to talk about it, no matter what our physical sensation is. So if the nerves are damaged in a part of our body, your energy body, first of all, is still there. So we can look at just the realm of energy orgasms, which is something you can absolutely learn that absolutely I can teach that's completely available to you. It takes a little bit of looking at things a different way, but honestly, there's just nothing like an energy orgasm. Nothing like it. Nothing. And you know what? I have found, I've got, I've found that people that um, have had nerve damage or paralyzed, all their other senses are so heightened. Right, right. And they're tapped in immediately into that tantric energy and they don't even know what they've done. Right. Because that energy still moves through our body. We may need to do some clearing in the part of the body where the nervous system isn't as online. And the other thing is we often have other areas of our body that become very highly erogenous zones that we can tune into and work with. If we're talking, so I don't know uh, who your listener is, but if we're talking about the lack of an erection and the partner desires penetration, there are tools for that. Oh God. Yeah. There's tons of tools. So, absolutely. So if, a, if their partner, but I, I would it's, say it's, it's not about the penetration. It's about the mindset of the female that says, am I not doing the right thing because you don't have an erection? So yeah. That's where, this is where honestly communication is between the partners is so important for the person to say like, I feel really turned on, even if this or the erection or the 
for the woman, you know, other visible signs, right, of turn on aren't available. And really getting to know your partner, having these subtle conversations about and that's that could be ED, that could be it could, could be that it's any number for anybody. Again, yeah. it's the presence we're talking about. It's the presence and bringing presence to our body, our subtle body, our energy body, our physical body, where we do feel pleasure, and mm. ultimately communicating it to your partner. So we have a practice we can share in the love bumps if you want. That is yeah. a a way to start talking to your partner. So one of the two things people desire the most when they do the start this work is how can I tune in more deeply to the subtleties of my own sensation? And how can I talk to my partner about these things? Yes. Right. Both of those things with all of our listeners today, because these are the, the really big questions. And so in this case that you're talking about, it's the same exact question. It's how can we be communicating so intimately with our partners that in that moment, and sometimes it's offering, you know, the feedback that the partner desires, that they really need to hear how desired they are. Desire is the biggest aphrodisiac, right? Knowing that we're desired means so desire, much. Desire, feel good, smell good, taste right. good, all, all of the stuff. That, yeah. And so the, some of these practices are just like, what, what feels great? What, you know, what, what do you really want to feel? And how, you know, when you, you know, say that, I've I've had conversations, and you'll of course you'll know this, but it, there's this anxiety in the conversation with men and women. Well, what if I don't know, and I'm too, I am scared. You know, we were talking about this tapping into our own vital energy at the top of the hour. It's it's leaning into that and feeling a yes or a no. And you know, and Suzanne, will you talk about this a little? When you come up against yourself. And at first it's your nervous system saying it's a no. That's right. Versus what's really going on. Can we have that conversation? Yes, because that's absolutely. a delicate. The, it's very delicate. But the first thing I want to normalize is you probably don't know. You probably don't know what feels good. Like let's just oh normalize that. Yep. Do not know. And most of what we think we sh should feel good is created again by sources of media that are extremely problematic in many, many, many ways, right? And so if we're taught that that's what should feel good and it's not, or we've tried to teach our nervous systems that that feels good, then there's a lot of unlearning to do. And that's where, you know- And that's okay, that's okay. It's yeah. not only okay, it's completely normal. It's part of the work. It's yep. completely part of the work. And so what you're talking about though is very subtle and even deeper, which is if I initially encounter a no, how do I get to my yes? Because- for a lot of people who have experienced trauma or just a lot of women, because we live in a sexually traumatic society, men too, yep. everything for a lot of people were trained, like for a woman, everything's a no. Remember back in the day, you were supposed to just say no, 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 until oh. you finally submitted, right? So we weren't <laughs> taught to find our yes. We just don't know what the answer is. Oh. So everything is, we are trained or we are traumatized into feeling that everything's a no. But or we've had zero education, had zero, zero, education. zero. Yeah, younger generation. Then the education came. Yeah, from again, porn. Yep. Not where you want to get your sexual education. It's just no. so everyone knows it's not real. There's nothing about that that's real. No. So, the idea is to really embrace the no. So, to, in order to get beyond this roadblock that our nervous system is putting up, we have to uh, completely respect it. It has to be mm -hmm. like, yes. It's absolutely okay. I'm going to say no as long as I need to say no. And then, then there's a subtle softening. And often we do that together, but you can, myself and my clients, but we can do that alone too, which is just 
you know, sometimes people will say like, I want to take a break from you approaching me sexually at all for a while. So I can see what I even want. And then I'm going to see what it means to come to you, for instance, and, and initiate. Can I even get there? Can I just take a break so that I know some people make an agreement that they'll play a game, like everything you say, I'm going to say no, just so I have permission to like lean into that no. And then the nervous system says, oh, it's safe to say no. Then it's like, whoa, the yeses are like just bounding to the surface. But if we try and- Hold up, hold up, audience. Did you hear what Suzanne just said? <laughs> Men and women alike. Did you just hear that? Yep. Oh, that's so good. And of course, they can get a bunch of that information on your website. But go to claritywithsue.com. Make sure you sign up for the newsletter because Suzanne's going to give us some more tips. But I had to put a pin in that. That was so important. So important because we don't want to hammer through. We no. don't want to use that old paradigm of just saying no, 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 and finally giving in. That is not where pleasure is found. That is no. not where empowerment is found. That's not where love is found. No. I have gotten into a habituation like i said earlier i am a yes until i'm a no mm -hmm. and that is me personally not about anybody else but me personally creating and fostering a safe place knowing i can trust myself even though the little fear of the drunk monkey comes up it's still coming up but i'm going to do it anyways i'm still going to create that that safe canister as much as i can that's right right if you didn't have good boundaries you couldn't have that like if people are told to have a yes until it's a no, they have to have that container of good boundaries first, oh. right? And so they have you have to know that your no would be okay. And, and your own, right. And that back that up, you got to be clear right. on who you are and how you're showing up and what that all looks like. That's right. Because everything in life isn't a yes. We want to say no. yes to as much as we can, but everything in life isn't a yes. No, Every phone call correct. at 10 p.m. isn't a yes. The one from my kid who needs to drive home is a yes. You know, the one from that person who wants to talk my ear off about nothing for 30 minutes, that might be a no at 10 p.m. Might right, be a no right. at any time, right? So like everything isn't a yes. And having real permission for that lets us then have many more yeses in life. But the door oh. is through yeah. honest consent and permission. And you can't have a yes until you can have a no. If you think about what consent is, you can't yes. have a yes until you get to have a no. It's permission. And back up again, audience, just like Suzanne was talking about the top of the hour. And of course, um, it, within that education, it's getting to know yourself and looking at that contrast, right? That's and, right. And it's okay. I, that's right. It is because okay. We have all have yucks. We all have yums, right? We always say like, don't oh, I yuck. love that. We all have yucks. Right. We all yeah. have yums. And we don't oh, want to yuck somebody yum. else's yum. <laughs> that's right. Never yuck somebody else's yum. But really, let's find what ours are. It's such a playground when you do that. And P.S. That's when oh. dating becomes this incredible playground. Relationships become life becomes this incredible playground. Yes, exactly. That's exactly right. That's the feeling we're all going for. And rather than, you know, this, there can be this sense of, especially with sort of just life being hectic and stressful of sort of trying to survive, but yeah. really cultivating that that bigger feeling of thriving. Ooh, and that's where your work comes in, Suzanne. Cultivating that bigger work of thriving. Lean into that word, you guys. Thriving. Yes. Joy. Abundance. A big anchor words for me, Suzanne, when, when I'm talking about things like this, or actually my yeses or my noes, is this authentic and genuine to me? It's like this, right? Because there's so, so many times that the media, society, coach, moms, dads, kids, experiences have made that choice for me. 
and I've allowed it. I'm taking full accountability. It's just part of the experience. Well, that's right. Now, nope, nope. I'm, I'm re rewiring, reclaiming, redesigning it all. I mean, that's part of my passion of what I do in my business too, because I walk the talk, I, you know, and I, and I love this. And there's so much about sacred sexuality, Tantra, the, all of this, especially, you know, I lean so much more into that Tantra because of the energy and the connecting and the engaging. Right. So I kind of did a squirrel there, but going back to your teaching and educating, providing that safe canister for your clients and people to come to you and have that non-judgmental safe conversation, um, safe release, right. all of that. I think it, we need to just blanket the whole world with that safe space. You absolutely, because then people can go to that next level. And a lot of the work I do and most of my training over the course of my life has actually been in spiritual traditions. So my real depth training was in spiritual traditions where we wanted to kind of go beyond. But what I found was if we didn't have a good grounding in the body, we can just lift up, up, up and up out of ourselves. And there are many traditions that, that have fine and beautiful disciplines based on that. But if we can't land in the body, like you said, that thunk of knowing what's right to us, which is the thunk of intuition. It's the thunk of authentic self. It's the thunk yeah. of self-truth, but it has to land in the body. And a lot of times we don't even know how to read our own bodies. Oh God, I was there. I mean, we both, of course. Right. Okay. You know what? Let's do that. Let's have that conversation of discernment. If my body, if I can't tap into my body, what is it that's showing up? What's happening? So we can give them those tools of discernment to say, oh, okay, I'm not in my body. Let's go in the shower. Let's take a breath moment. Let's, let's give them some. So the way back to the body is very, very widely diverse, but it does start with what you're describing, which is noticing that I'm not. Often that means, you know, uh, for instance, in a romantic sexual encounter, that means romantic or sexual. It, doesn't, it can be one or the other or both. Uh, it means racing thoughts. It means numbness. It means uh, right. lack of lack of sensation in the body or a lack of awareness of the body. Right. So often it's just as simple as like noticing myself sitting in the chair, noticing my breath rate, not trying to change it, just noticing that I have a body. And often like with, with my clients, I start every single session for the most part with scanning, just how does it feel in your body right now? Starting to come home. Mm. And then, can you imagine the elevation when you're doing that in an intimate exchange? Yeah. And again, umbrella intimate exchange, you guys, it doesn't mean penetration. It just means exchange because it's so powerful. So powerful. It's so oh, powerful to come home. Juicy. Bring it. You know, the thing is like we say, bring it, bring it, bring it. But often we again have to stretch our capacity. Oh, I'm it. with you. Oh, say that again. Oh, that feels really good. Ugh. Like I can only handle like 30 seconds of that feeling that good, right? We rush to orgasm. We, 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 we rush through these experiences. What if we stretched our whole lives into the space of pleasure that, that, right? Or our whole intimate experience into like, how much pleasure can I experience before I even think of orgasm as a goal? Oh. Sexual encounter. And in life, how much pleasure can I experience without stepping out? And often and you, you talked about that. It's the baby steps, right? Baby steps. Little it's, tiny, tiny baby steps, you know, seeing, noticing. And sometimes it's a little disconcerting when I notice 
how quickly I step out. So it's just observing, oh, I felt pure pleasure just in touching my face and my hair. And then I immediately wanted to rush to my to-do list. Can I stay in my body 45 seconds, a minute? How long, even if there's a beautiful uh, classical tantric practice of just picking up whatever object is nearby, your pen on your desk and just feeling everything about it. How long can you just focus on the sensation of- And that's a practice of grounding, grounding the conversation that we're having to all of us audience is really grounding into your body. You hear the language thrown around grounding, grounding in nature, grounding this. First and foremost, it's getting and tapping into your body. That's what Suzanne's, I just wanted to break it down a little bit. That's, that's, a, that's exactly right. And that we really, if we think about all the conversations about manifestation, if we're up mm-hmm. here, we're up out of our heads, up in only in our heads, that's not where we find the real life results that we want. So we have to bring it down into the body. We have to ground it into reality. And so there are amazing practices where we bring sensation into our body and we feel like, okay, let's say I want that job. I want to be in that job. So what if we practice being fully in our body and then imagining myself? What do I look like in that job? What do I wear? What do I hear people saying to me when I come to work in the morning? What do I see on my paycheck? What do I feel in my body? Can I feel this whatever suit that I want to wear? Can I feel, and then even more playfully, what do I smell and taste? Can I taste myself mm. sipping uh, coffee in my office or that champagne toasting myself for getting the job? And do I smell the crisp papers on my desk? The more you bring it into, especially those last smell and taste, even if it's just pretend, and you let yourself be in five senses experience of imagining what you want, your nervous system then starts to learn, oh, it's safe to have this. I can actually have this. Then when it comes along, what about imagining what the right relationship feels like? Then when it comes along, you're going to recognize it and your nervous system will already know, oh, this is safe. I can do this. Yeah. And if even, yeah, it's, uh, I use, and yes, I told, we are speaking so much the same language. I just love, we could talk for a whole nother hours. I love this conversation, Suzanne. It my some of the language I use is I've gone conscious or unconscious. I'm like, oh, you silly you went unconscious, didn't you? I, and I, I get playful. I'm not going to put myself down or shame, right? Because you and because your self talk is so important. I'm like, you silly goob, you went unconscious. Okay, let's change that again. You know, that's right. That's, that's right. Important. And this this heightens that level of consciousness again, so that the drunk monkeys don't take over and aren't running the circus, right? Right. And in addition to that, Suzanne, you will then start. Well, your external experiences will start showing up backing up what you are doing internally it's so indescribably real when that happens it's mind-blowing it's it is it is oh so there's again though disclaimer there's that contrast if this the the sticky stuff is still showing up it's still an education it's still process you know look at that until you have evolved through it and you've learned right it there's Go ahead, Suzanne. We'll always be continually learning and there are always more sticky things. But what happens is it gets, the system gets cleaner and cleaner and cleaner. We clean out a lot of the gunk. It yes. gets a lot easier. And our ability then to handle stuff when it does come up gets easier. We know how to move this through. And again, that's something you can absolutely use the fuel of sexual energy for. People don't know that you can use sexual energy to clear anger, to clear grief, to clear- and Guys, this isn't the act of penetration. This is just- 
this is a practice of moving the energy. I had to make that very clear because they'll get it confused. In that. Right. You could learn to, if you have the right partner, you could learn to do could it. learn that way too. Without warning somebody, right? Like, yeah. No, we're not, we're not going to go into that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, right. I'm not going to do a rage practice with my partner without warning them, but I could do a self-pleasure practice where I transmute rage with pleasure and have what they call a rage gasm, oh. right? You can do things like that. So there's just the sky's the limit. And what I like to say is, you know, a lot of us think we should be meditating. A lot of us do meditate. But if your meditation and your self-pleasure practice could be fused together, it's a lot more motivating to get to that. (laughs) (laughs) And that's motivating. Totally. I love it. Oh, we have covered so much. Suzanne, I'm serious. I I just want to keep having this conversation because it's so important and make it the norm making it all the norm sacred sexuality core life force energy what is your body's yes is just as important as your body's no and having a compassionate curiosity get really excited about getting really curious and compassionate about yourself learn about your body so you then can have the communication and the know-how to explain that to your partner suzanne is a perfect teacher, educator, facilitator for understanding the energies, the tantras, the, the spiritual practice um, of sacred sexuality. And it's not just about penetration. There's so much more, so much more and so much more fun. <laughs> so fun. There's so, so much fun. fun out there to be had. Oh, do it, do it, do it. I love it, please. Okay, so I want to remind all of you, um, go to Clarity with Sue. You got to get the newsletter. Love bumps on your inbox. I just love saying that, especially with this show, Suzanne. <laughs> so perfect. I, I can see Benny just shaking his head going, there you go, Sue. I know, I know you can't see him right now, but seriously, go to Clarity with Sue, sign up for the newsletter, get your love bumps in the inbox. And Suzanne's also going to give us, um, a link and some tools. You were alluding yes. to that earlier. Yeah. We'll put a couple links in for, if you just go to my website and you're, have a female anatomy. We'll, there's a practice right there you can download. And we'll add also this communication practice with a partner to the love bump. So that people yeah. can look at where uh, where to start talking about some of these things with a partner. And it, this is a, a way to do it that's easy and not awkward. And it creates a, a safe space between partners because these things aren't always easy to start talking about. Yeah. And, and that's okay too. Yes. That's okay. That's why we have Suzanne's in the world to help facilitate and foster and teach us that language, right? Uh, I'm a big proponent of that clarity in that language. I mean, that's some of the stuff that I teach, you know, the clarity and, and the conversation around boundaries. And it's it's providing that language of sacred sexuality. It's providing the emotional intelligence and the boundaries and the conversations and the language on how I can have those conversations. All right, Benny, I, I got you. We got to go, you guys. Suzanne, thank you so much. Let's keep in touch. I want to keep doing these conversations. Yes. Seriously, I really do. All right, you guys, we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next week, each of you are a gift. Get out there and share yourself with the world.